Hey, it's Brian. Welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. I'm going to tell you about our sponsor real quick, Two Foot Parade Records. Um, They are an independent record label based in Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, whose mission is to invest in artists without requiring them to give any partial ownership of their work. Um, So, woke as shit. I dig it. Um, They have two new releases currently. um, Worry Club's Volume 1 mixtape and Nestle Lake's Low Light Cassette are both available for purchase on their website, um, twofootparade.com. They are currently accepting submissions from bands on their website, um, and all their social medias can be found at at twofootparade. So that's twofootparade.com and at twofootparade. Um, And Gabe, who runs it, is just really cool. Um, I've met him, goes to shows, involved in the scene. You know, they're really cool. Um, The only time I met Gabe, we fucked around quite a bit with Pat Ray. So I don't know if you even remember Gabe, but we had a good time and I could tell that if I was to work with Two Foot Parade Records, there'd be a really good artist to label um, communication. So that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, Check them out and enjoy the episode. All right, here's the deal. This is another episode of Invite the Neighbors. Um, Didn't do one last week. Got lazy. Anyways, though, uh, I've I've had a lot of conversations lately with people who uh, really like this podcast, um, and it I just want to say it means a lot. Uh, it really does, dude. Like it, so many people will you know I'll see them talking about it, and or they'll talk to me about it and say like you know you've had a lot of my friends on. And it's been nice to go back through the catalog and listen to all the conversations, and dude, it's awesome. I I really appreciate that. Um, I'm glad that you guys are getting something out of this and um, I just want to ask in return that you just help me grow this thing you know share the podcast with a friend show show it to somebody post about it you know post your favorite episode something like that um, you know it really helps it really helps like I genuinely care about helping out the music scene um, and I know this is gonna sound self-serving but like this is one of the one of the things that you could do to like directly support the music scene is just to share this podcast because it's that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get a platform for these lesser-known artists. You know, we have some bigger bands on sometimes, and fuck yeah, but, you know, the goal was always to give a platform to the, the little guy, um, and that's what I always want to keep doing, and the bigger the platform is, the more people that those little bands will be able to reach, and ideally, one day, it'll be a huge podcast, and every little band that comes on will reach thousands of people. Um, so share this podcast, you know what I mean? If you believe in that, I do, and I, I think a lot of you guys do. Help me out, you know, because um, that really is the goal. But anyways, this episode is with City Sun. Um, we had a good conversation. Um, this intro, I don't want it to go too long, so I'm just going to let the episode speak for itself. But thank you guys for listening and enjoy. But um, anyway, Work, so you're working. De- you're, yeah. So you're Devin. <laughs> I am. I, I am. Nice, nice to meet you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. And your band is City Sun, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. uh, one one of a few. Yes. <clears throat> oh, okay. So let me know then. Like, was this was? Did you want this to be like a city sun type thing, or did you want to just like talk about everything that you do? Because like, it's up to you. It's your episode. Um, yeah, we can talk. We can talk about everything. I just uh, city sun is the one that um, I I write and record for mainly. Um, started oh, out okay. as like a you know it's a like a solo venture, but live it's um, the same four guys that are in all the other groups I play in. <laughs> okay, so then I can I know exactly where to start because that's kind of my situation because like 
I have like my main band where like I'm the like like you said it's kind of a solo adventure in, ter- in terms of like writing the songs and recording them and like visions you know what I mean but yeah, then yeah. I'm in a couple well I'm in at least one other band where like I, I have like a writing role in it but it's like my friend Vince's brainchild right and right and I wanted to ask you like because I honestly have more fun playing in that band than my own because I just feel like. I bear way more stress about my own. I'm just curious, like, have you, sh- have you had that experience at all? Or can you relate with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say the, uh, it's so hat. So the hatchbacks is one of the other ones that I play in. I, I just play guitar in, um, here and there, you know, I've, I've contributed like writing as far as guitar parts go, or maybe like vocal harmonies, um, on the record. Um, but like, as far as shows and recording and stuff and even practicing goes, like I have way more fun playing in that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you know, I can, you can just focus on like, you don't have to be the, the front man or, you know what I mean? You're not representing yeah. it in a way of like, that's who people are looking at. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that and too, like I, in my band, I sing and I suck at singing and playing guitar. Like it limits what I can do on guitar. Right. But in the band where I just do like occasional oohs and ahs in the background and play lead guitar, I can I can fuck around with all my pedals and just get wild yeah. with it. Yeah, you have you have a little bit more like uh improvisational freedom when you're not focusing on getting the lyrics right and playing the parts that you wrote right as well as like singing on key. <laughs> like, yeah. No, hundred so, percent. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm there of- with you. What kind of uh, what kind of bands like are they? I mean, if you were gonna say, I mean, I know it's a, as a musician, I know it's such an impossible question to answer a lot of times. But like, if someone were to say, like, what is your band for fans of type thing? Yeah. Um, so City Sun is. So actually, this is this perfect timing that you asked that because I finally got like a confirmation of what it is. <laughs> um, so somebody like did a write up in the scene around here. And they kind of said it was hook-based, like, indie pop rock. Um, I guess I would liken it to, like, if Vampire Weekend had a baby. Um, oh, that's but that, dope. But that baby was, like, different and did its own thing. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, <laughs> my, my friends have a band called Andrea Doria, and I call them uh, Vampire Tuesday because they're, like, the knockoff Vampire Weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no i really they're really good like if you like that type of music i'm sh- shouting them out andrea doria like andrea I, doria. I, okay yeah they're a michigan band and uh yeah they definitely have like that quirky sort of vampire weekendish vibe but it's like like you said it's like if they had a baby and it's doing their own thing right right it's like yeah like hook bass there's you know there's some riffs in there it's like um yeah it's 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 accessible <laughs> yeah and so one thing that what that they do is like they'll switch off instruments a lot too, which I think is kind of cool. And like oh, okay. I was just curious, like you said, like you mentioned it kind of being like maybe a little vampire weekend ish or inspired. Like, do you does that show in just like the overall sound or like Vampire Weekend does like a lot of different instrumentations on different songs? I'm curious, like if you guys dive that far into it or if it's just more of like the vibe. Um. So even even genre based, I think in in some aspects of the most recent um, project I've put out, maybe some of the guitar stuff is a little 
not similar, but almost like how they write riffs is, um, I guess, adjacent to how I wrote those. Um, but I do like, especially lately, I'm, I'm writing new stuff. I'm going down the rabbit hole of like, oh, okay, we can put a Fender Rhodes on this track or, you know, use a mellow yeah, yeah. and um, just kind of break out of the box a little bit because I noticed uh, probably like a year or two ago, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure every artist goes through this. They're just, you get kind of stuck as far as like, okay, well, there's only, I only wrote four parts to this. I kind of want to add some stuff, some flair, some like sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, 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 um, from time to time I'll be like, Ooh, well, like, you know, I know it'll be a little bit more difficult to play this live, but let's add some like organ in there, you know, or like something, some sort of sample even. Yeah. My, my philosophy is like to just completely separate live from studio. And just like when I go to record something like I, my own band anyways, like I just figure out, I only go in and this is so counterproductive, but I go in with like, one guitar part and the vocals and the drums i don't play the drums, so i can't go in without them so (laughs) but the drums will be recorded and then i'll go in there and i know what the song is because i have the lyrics the melody and the one guitar part and everything else i just figure out when i'm there like based on like what's there in the studio like what can we use that fits this vibe that i'm trying to go for and it ends up just being like the, the records the record that i make like it's just it's just a representation of what was there at my disposal at the time. And then I want to take the same approach live to where like, all right, what's, what's the band that I have? Because as you probably know, it's really difficult to find people to be in a band at all. So if I can find four people that are willing to play with me, that's the jackpot. And so with those four people and their strengths, what can I do? How can I put a live show together for these songs, whether or not it's, it's not going to be one-to-one to the record, but it'll be something different, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's almost the perfect situation in my head as far as like going in with lyrics and a guitar part. Um, and you know, even just the chord progression, um, and then just kind of filling it out and seeing what like that, um, particular session brings. I mean, that's, that's usually, outside of making demos and, you know, writing and stuff, that's usually how I would like to do things if I had my like druthers, yeah. <laughs> you know, is to get the lyrics down first. Cause that's what I have the hardest time doing, um, is writing lyrics. And then, um, you know, having just that in a guitar part and going in and just kind of seeing where it takes me. Now I'm no, I'm no expert here, but you know, my buddies and I were starting a like, a lyric writing workshop and I, I do think and I'm just basing this off of what they tell me okay I'm not trying to be like I'm the shit or something like that I'm not sound personality but like they said they I'm told that I have good lyrics let's just start there and okay, yeah and, and so I was curious like what your process is because I have a very particular way of doing it that that makes it easier for me so I'm curious like do you have like a lyrical process and you know maybe if I hear it, maybe I might be able to like tell you what I do and maybe that would like ring a bell or something, you know? Um, yeah. So that's actually been like what I've been trying to nail down in like the last two years is like having a process that works. Um, and what I've noticed lately is I, I need to 
turn everything off and just kind of have my uh, acoustic guitar and my voice memos app open. Because <laughs> um, nine times out of ten, whenever I've done that, I've come up with some melody or chord progression or like, you know, even one liner that sticks out in my head. Um, yeah. That's, that has been what's worked most consistently for me or, or um, kind of um, parallel to this is having like Logic or Pro Tools open and just having my guitar plugged into that with like my notes app or something open and just kind of seeing what comes out of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I get easily distracted as far as like, um, I mean, I know, I guess multitasking is like proven to be not real, but as far <laughs> right, as doing, right. <laughs> doing a lot of things at the same time, I have yeah. to really shut that off. Otherwise I'm not going to get any lyric writing done. So yeah, I I'd like the process would be just like sitting down and having something to capture that moment that I'm sitting down in, you know? Yeah. See, but, like, yeah. What, yeah. Does that like bring anything for you or actually so like i'm i'm way more um it sounds like that like what you do i mean everyone has their different process like i've tried yeah. doing what you're doing and it doesn't i can't do it because i'm too add and <laughs> i have to separate it all but like so what i do is i write the guitar first i'll have like an entire song of just guitar and then yeah. i'll play it and then i'll hum a melody like i'll figure out before i do any words at all I, I pretty much figure out i know what the melody is going to be and then like once i know the melody i know what the cadence is and like then i can only pick so many words to fit what the melody already is so it kind of limits like i can't just like if i'm writing guitar and trying to write lyrics at the same time like if i try to write lyrics first i find that what i write is clunky because i'm trying to fit a like a guitar part around words that have a particular cadence when it should be the other way around. It's a lot easier, I find, to do it the other way around, to just have the melody. Then you know exactly how much space you need to fill. You know how right. wordy or not wordy you need to be. So that's what that's what works for me because like I some people can just pick up the, the guitar and start singing words off the top of their head and it's beautiful. Like I have to separate it all because like my brain just like crashes. Yeah. Yeah. One well, see that's where we're similar too, is because um well and that's where it's dangerous for me is I I'm definitely more of a like musician um, first, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like there are demos that I have that are like, that would be really, really good songs, but I went too far on the music side and have every single intricacy of the instrumental done. But at that point, like it gets too much of a th it gets to be too much of a thing to write lyrics to you know yeah um so i like that can be a slippery slope for me if i sit down and because I'm a, I'm a producer as well so sometimes like that part of my brain doesn't shut off <laughs> yeah so i'll go i'll go through and create an entire instrumental and be like oh no i just put the nail in the coffin and like now all I hear is the guitar part and I can't write a different vocal melody, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I find that a lot of times, like, I, I like I have to be very, like, very um, particular about what I allow myself to add to the song before I do vocals. Like, that's why yeah. it's only ever drums and one guitar. And then, and then it has to, I have to have a vocal melody because then, like, 
the second guitar parts I'll end up writing will like harmonize with the with the vocal melody or something like that. That way, like I have something to write around. Like I know that the the vocals need to stand out. Like if you're having vocal music, that's almost always the case. Right. So right. then you don't run into that issue because like I I used to record my band as an instrumental band back when I was in like college and early high school or late high school. And like, we didn't have, I didn't think I was a singer. I didn't think we didn't really have anybody. So I just record instrumental shit. And then I would try to write lyrics as I started learning to sing over those songs that were completely done. And I could never really, it was hard for me to find something that I really liked, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you were a musician first too, and then like started picking up like singing and stuff. Yeah, I, I just kind of shout, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just shout <laughs> melodically. I'm not like, I mean, I kind of can do falsetto, which it's not that hard, I guess, like in the grand scheme of singing. Right. But I just have like a higher pitched voice, I guess. But I just, yeah, I just shout powerfully. That's when I can hit the notes the most is when I'm actually yelling them, yeah. putting a lot of air behind them. But like in terms of like singing low or like, John Mayer type shit. I yeah, I suck. I can't do it. I, that's why I just try to write good songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like that's admirable too. Like maybe I should restrict myself more. You know, like you know, kind of take inspiration from you. Like just restrict myself more and say, all right, I'm not writing anything more than just like this one guitar part and like a uh, like drum part to go with it. And like that honestly will probably help. <laughs> yeah. You know. Or sometimes too, you'll write a really sweet riff and you're like, God, I want to write something. But you don't realize that that riff is actually your vocal melody. And then you write some chords around it. You know right. what I mean? Like it can right. be so tempting as a guitar player to like come up with something sweet on guitar. And then it's like, well, this has to be the guitar part. It's like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like people right. write music on pianos all the time that you, that you never hear on a piano. You know, it, it's oh, just, yeah. that's your way of creating a melody. But I don't know what it is about the guitar players. I just feel like we're so... <laughs> So like we jealously guard our sweet riffs and we want them to be guitar. <laughs> that's our, that's our way of like, uh, emoting or like, that is our voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, no. that's what I've found out in this past. Like, I don't know, like I, I just say like five years is that, um, I'm a lot better. Like I'm an, okay. I'm like subpar at best on, on vocals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but We'll say passing. I, How about that? That sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I passed <laughs> as a vocalist. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I kind of like wish that I could. I wish that I was technically proficient enough to get away with making instrumental music. Like um, I, I guess Eric Johnson's a classic, you know, example of that. Yeah. Um, or or Covet. You know, Covet is just so yeah. incredibly talented. Yvette Young is just that good that they don't really even need vocals. <laughs> you know yeah and you know it's, it's like some of my favorite um instrumental bands i i wish they had vocalists i mean there's some that are like really obviously like you know like explosions in the sky yeah or like chan is another is one. Oh man that, yeah it's crazy but there's ba- bands like strawberry girls i really like strawberry girls also wish they mm-hmm. had a singer i think they would be next level if they just had a singer yeah i don't know I, you know, but the, you know, so I think there's a difference there. There's bands that like can completely pull it off. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Dropped out for a second. <laughs> oh yeah. It'll happen. 
but no, but, you know no, what I mean, like. Yeah. But anyways, where uh, where are you from, by the way? Like, where are you guys located? Uh, so my wife and I, we live in Mishawaka, Indiana, which is the South Bend area of yep, Indiana. I it <laughs> Yeah, that's where my mom goes um, to the mall. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, the UP Mall, man. <laughs> yeah, she they, they live you- in Coldwater. My grandparents live in Coldwater, Michigan. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, we uh we moved down here in September of 2019. Um, oh, okay. But originally, so I grew up in Fort Wayne, and then we moved up to Niles. Um, and then I went there, you know, for school and stuff, and then went up to Ferris, actually, for uh, college. Oh, okay. Um, and... Yeah, so, and then we <clears throat> moved back here. Well, I moved down to Indy for a little bit, and then we moved back up here, and then, yeah, now we're here. <laughs> my last experience at Ferris was uh, I went to a mm-hmm. hockey game there. My my friends and I were all, like, big, like, a lot of a lot of us are hockey fans, played hockey yeah. and stuff. And go the Wings. Ferris, yeah, dude, go Wings for sure. The, the <laughs> fucking, the Ferris student section, dude, is just raunchy. It's, yeah. it's hilarious like oh, that's, that's the entire school <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense all my friends who went to ferris they're all they all have kids now yeah I know no, that. They, no they dis, were getting no around dis. <laughs> no dis but also dis to ferris <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I've, I've been up there like it's definitely like if you like the outdoors and stuff like that like yeah. it's a good spot it's you know way the fuck up there I, I played a hockey tournament up there one time. I had a lot of fun, but I was also a kid and we were just playing mini sticks in a hotel. So like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only went there once for a party and there was, we were just like in, in a little apartment playing beer pong. Like it was one of those parties where it doesn't matter what college you're at. You're just like inside throwing a ball in a cup. So that's like yeah. all I really know of Ferris yeah. to be honest. That's about all there is to know. <laughs> yeah. Hockey and hockey and, um, like drinking. <laughs> Yeah, but what's what's the uh, were you like playing shows and stuff like when you were in Michigan or did you ever get into like playing shows in college or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that um, so when I was I was I was in bands from probably the time I was like 12 um, till, you know, obviously now. Um, but up until I was 12, you know, I played by myself largely and was, you know, teaching myself and learning still. Um, around like 12 or 13 when I moved up to this area, um, you know, met some dudes that also played and we kind of had what we thought was a band, but we just like played beat it on repeat. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, just, just like the, we just played riffs on repeat and we were like, yeah, we're a band. Um, and then like, like, I don't know, I was like 16 or 17 when I like met some dudes at work and we started this band in high school and uh, yeah, so we, and we like wrote original material. We threw, throw some covers in the mix. And um, so those are actually the same dudes I play with now. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it, it kind of came full circle and then uh, went up to college and started city sun up there with my best friend, Nate. And, uh, yeah, we played, a, it really started as like a pop punk cover band that we'd play at parties. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So we'd play stuff like front bottoms and modern baseball and stuff. And, uh, 
you know, throw in like some Led Zeppelin tunes. And we were like, wait a second, we should just write our own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's an insanely talented drummer. So we just did it as a two piece, became a three piece for a second. Um, we wrote, you know, so our first EP five, which is that's on our band camp, small plug, um, that we wrote that and recorded it in Kalamazoo. And then, um, yeah, just continued to play shows. And, uh, then we kind of all moved away. That's about the time I, um, moved down to Indy and then was like, Oh, well, I'm not going back up to big rapids. So what do you guys want to do? And they were like, well, you should, you know, you started it and you write and do a large amount of the recording yourself. So, you know, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's yours, but you know, if there's ever a time that we're all around and doing the same stuff, you know, I definitely like wouldn't shy away from having those dudes jump in. Um, Yeah. But yeah, always, always played shows. Like that's always been like a huge focus for me was, uh, like playing live. Cause I, I don't know, like that seeing how shows go and whether people really vibe with you is important to me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and if you can do it under pressure, then definitely like if you can pull it off under pressure, I should say like, then, you know, like, okay, yeah, this is like really cool and working. So, you know, when I like speaking of that, like, you know, when I really first noticed that I was getting the hang of playing shows is when I was like no longer nervous about my performance. And I was more preoccupied with like the sound, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like the, it, yeah it actually is because like you first first you're just so happy that you're playing a show you're like wow you know it's like i actually swung it i was able to book something like that's impossible <laughs> at first and then like it's dude it's crazy how hard that seems but then um but then you start i, I play a lot of houses before the pandemic you know yeah like i was i mean that's kind of how you get your start i guess in like the diy anyways it's just like making friends, playing houses. And normally you go to shows and make friends. I started podcasts, make friends, but it all works the same way. And that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause dude, I don't want to go to shows. Like, I don't like going to a lot of them. Like I get so exhausted, dude. Like I, I'm I, like, I gotta have another end to this scene. So I made the podcast, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it, this is easier for me to do this than it is to like go to a whole bunch of shows all the time. But, right. um, but yeah, so like I, you know, start playing a lot of houses and I just, was first i'd be nervous but then you know we get some positive feedback but i was like all right well people like this i want them to hear it and then i would show up to a house and they don't have like a vocal monitor which most places don't you know right. most houses yeah. but it would just like piss me off because they, like, they set you they'll put the speakers in front of you it's like dude i, I can't hear myself at all and then like yeah. i'll have a friend after the show be like um Hey, yeah, it was all good, but you know, I could tell you're a little pitchy. I was like, "Hey, cool, thanks for letting me know," because I had no idea what it sounded like. Yeah, perfectly honest, dude. We've (laughs) even played festivals that have been like, I can't hear anything out of the monitors, and then you know, I go back and watch a video or something. I'm like, "Oh my god, who didn't say anything?" (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, somebody. I was like, somebody heard that and definitely was like, "Oh, he can't sing." (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, so like, what is the, uh, what's the like, what's the arrangement now that now that you're down in like uh, Mishawaka? Um, so the, so once I moved back here, 
um, the, you know, the original guys from high school I was talking about, um, when we had all, you know, graduated and went away and stuff, we started our own, you know, solo projects. You know, I started City Sun, um, Jim, uh, so the bassist in City Sun, lead singer of Hatchback or the Hatchbacks. Um, he started the Hatchbacks and I think a couple other groups he was, he, he's all, he, I don't know. He loves to be busy with music like me. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's second nature to be in at least two plus groups. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other guy started cabin 52 and, uh, we all just kind of like hit each other up one day and we're like, Hey, we should jam again, just play some old songs. And then we did that and it was, you know, still clicking after four ish years of not playing together. And, uh, that's, that's lovely when, when that happens. Oh yeah. It was crazy. I mean, like then, uh, so Jim used to regularly hold house shows, um, at not Jim's. I'm going to just give him a little plug. Cause when it comes back, we're probably going to do another one. Um, but yeah, he used to regularly hold house shows and like I had moved back pretty close to the next one coming up and we, uh, you know, got together that one time and we were like, oh man, we should, okay, we should just play together for this house show. And, um, right then we were just like, you know what, it'll be easier than finding, you know, three other different people for each group to play each other's songs. We already vibe really well together. We're clicking. Why don't we each just like play in each other's groups and, you know, make it that much easier to, you know, move around and, you know, rehearse stuff. Cause we're all going to be at the same spot anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. That's it's the four of us now. Um, and we, we picked up another, another friend around that time too. shout out Nick. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's the arrangement. So I'm on uh, vocals and guitar live. Jim's on bass. Um, Landon is on drums and then Nick's on guitar. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so like before the pandemic, obviously, you know, what was, were you guys playing a lot of shows or like, did, did you do any touring or anything like that? Um, yes. I don't know if I would constitute as a tour. I mean, we had, so city sun had this thing I called the, this is not a tour tour lined up. Um, cause it was like, I think I had booked one to two shows like every weekend for like a month or two straight. Um, so for us, you know, all like having full-time jobs on the side, that's pretty much a tour. (laughs) Um, you know, and they were all gigs that we had to travel to some local. Um, but yeah, we were doing that and gearing up to do that. And then we were pretty busy with hatchbacks, like, um, pretty busy with hatchback shows. And then. Leading up to that, I think before that, you know, it was like the summer and stuff. We, we would always get super, super slammed during the summer. It'd be like one show or like maybe even one to three shows every weekend, you know, for the whole summer. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were doing a lot of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed. It's like so hard to believe that that was a year ago. <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird how like quickly the time passed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, the last show we played was actually in Lansing. Oh, uh, really? The the Fledge. Oh, I've never heard of that place. I was going to say, it's, like, Max Bar or, like, The Loft are the only two I really know. Oh, man, I wish. 
no, the, the pledge was really dope. If you ever get a chance, man, you know, when everything comes back, um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how like the band that booked us, like heard of us. Um, I think they might've thought we were somebody else, which is, I mean, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they booked us and then we, we, you know, drove up there. That's like, I don't remember. It was a couple hours from where we're at down here. And, uh, they're like, oh yeah, so how was the drive? I was like, oh, it was good. It was, you know, standard two and a half hour drive. They're like, two and a half hours? <laughs> we thought you were like 10 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh no, it's, but it's cool, you know. Yeah, like you mentioned like too, like like playing a lot of shows on the weekends out of town or something like, yeah. that's actually something I advocate for a lot on the podcast. Like I think, I don't see a ton of it, but I think it's a really good idea, especially when you're trying to like, build up a base because you're hitting markets and in like a prime like a prime day of the week like friday and saturday are the best times to play shows anywhere you know yeah Um, absolutely so like instead of being gone for seven days and like all the you know the work you have to take off or things like that and you know only to be in fucking des moines iowa playing on a tuesday (laughs) right you know what i mean like yeah so like why not just just go on the weekends just hit as many places within like a four hour radius on like every weekend or every weekend that you can and like aren't you accomplishing the same thing yeah you know? i mean honestly in my head i'm i'm thinking that way too where it's like you know the goal is to not have to do the full-time job <laughs> yeah um so i figure you know take your weekends and you know some, maybe sacrifice i guess sacrifice is the best word to use sacrifice your weekends um and like you know, go play out or like go to shows um, if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, it, that that really was working for us as far as like, hey, you know, even though it's like 45 minutes away, we'll still play this place 45 minutes away because that's people we don't know, you know. Um, and it's worth driving out there. And again, like you say, you don't have to request off from work. So, you know, it's not going to really hurt you too much financially. Um, so, right. You know, yeah. if, if depending on what your goals are, you have to look at it as like an investment to like, and, 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 you know, another thing is like, there's that one, but also like, I don't even really feel like I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not necessarily, it's only sacrificing your weekend if you don't want to do it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe sacrificing wasn't the best word. And I didn't oh. think you meant it that way at all. I no. just thought we should clarify, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, sarcastically sacrifice, quote unquote sacrifice. Right, right. Because <laughs> like that's that's almost like a uh, if you feel like it is a sacrifice. Like, if you really feel like you're, I mean, it, it's one thing if you have like a family or like a girlfriend. I'm not saying that there's no sacrifices involved. Like sometimes you have, like I said, a family or maybe you have a girlfriend or you're like missing different like things with your friends to go do this. You know, your friends might be going on a trip for the weekend or something, and you're like, oh well, I gotta go play these shows. So, I mean, yeah, there's things that you miss, but that's, if you have a passion, dude, it's like, what do you, it's like, I'd almost, nine times out of 10, I'd rather be going to play music than, than do that thing with my friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's how I always thought of it too, is like, I mean, even if I did have to request off work or like whatever, like that never like phased me just because it was, well, I a hundred percent of the time, you know, would rather be doing something music related. And so I'm going to do that because that's going to contribute to like, you know, my mental health and happiness. And <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm, oh, can you still hear me? Okay. I took my heads out, headphones out for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. 
Okay, cool. Dude, that's yeah. what I love about Discord. It's just, it's just like a phone call, the way it works. It's, yeah. It's like, that, <laughs> when it works, that's right. what I like about it. Right. Well, I'm going to blame it on Safari. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm bummed, dude. I just had a, a guy on, I think that the band's called Counterpunch. And oh, okay. we, we had like a good conversation, but it's all gone. So like, I oh, hit him up no. like, hey, man, you got to come back and we got to have the same conversation. <laughs> dude, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, that, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, luckily it was, you know, I have, I'm, I'm lucky. I have very few podcasts that I do that like, it's a chore to get through or like it's right. difficult because there's nothing to talk about. Like that was one of the ones where it was easy to do. Like it was, we definitely like we're on a wavelength, you know, and it was easy. Yeah. So I'm not worried about doing it again. I just feel bad that he has to do it again. Like I'm going to be doing a podcast either way, you right. know, like right. once or twice a week, I just feel bad that someone else has to carve out the time again, but come back on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I think that I, I really dig them. I like, uh, there's one down here, um, the Tune Junkies podcast, and that was like one of the first ones I did, like ever. <laughs> and I was, I was oh. kind of nervous. I was like, I don't know, like I don't find myself super interesting. And then, like before I knew it, like we had gone through like two hours of conversation. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, and so like, it's, I, I think it's kind of my job too to. Uh, if I want to be worth anything as a host of a podcast, it's kind of my to make you interesting. Like not to say you're not, but like if you, let's say you weren't, you know, like right. it's up to me <laughs> to figure out shit to talk about. Otherwise, like what's the, what's the pretext for me having a podcast? You know, like if I can't come up with enough shit to say to fill an hour, like then, you know, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, you're um, killing it, dude. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, you've done Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious. I mean, appreciate it. But uh, like, so you've done some other podcasts. Like, how did you find this one? I was because sometimes people, their publicist connects us, or they just listen somehow. I'm just, I just like to know how people are are finding it. I believe I honestly, I think it was on the Explore page of Instagram. If I'm being completely honest, really? Yeah, and then I saw. I, I listened to Hexing's episode with you. Yeah, okay. Because um, we had we've played with Hexing um, one other time, and I was like, "That was oh, fun." Yeah. They, we actually did that at my house. Oh, really? Yeah, we were like yeah. all in the same room. That was a good time. They're awesome dudes. I love them. Um, yeah, man. They they played down here at this place called the Well, and they were just like, a just incredible, like so rad and so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also like the sweetest dudes. <laughs> so yeah. um, like I saw that they were on and listened and I was like, this would be a fun one to go on, you know, like I just yeah. So I yeah, Instagram uh making the connects. <laughs> Dude, I need to because like I'm glad I asked because that means I need to be less lazy about adding hashtags to the to the post because like I have a notes app note where I have all the hashtags that I would add to a post on instagram i just feel stupid doing it i hate it i just feel like uh, (laughs) but it's just like i just need to do it because clearly people people actually someone actually i you're the first person that i am sure found us that way i mean if you found us that way it might have happened with other people so i need to i need to be fucking on that shit um dude yeah it worked i mean i like immediately like 
I, well, A, I, I saw it was, you know, everything. You do a great job of, like, having what, I guess, like, the artist would want to see on your page as far as, like, oh, DIY. Like, oh, there's an email I can email to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're very, like graciously accepting of like no dude just shoot me an email and we'll you know figure something out and like yeah that's that's i feel like harder to come by um i've noticed that you no know. weirdly enough like but some podcasts are different though like some podcasts like they don't they want to be really selective about who they have on and like they want to like they're more like maybe finger on the pulse of like what's hot or like what's popular yeah. and then so they reach out selectively like i do that but i also like it's not my vibe. Like I like, you know, I like, I want everybody to be able to have a platform. If like, if they take music seriously and like, this is what they really want to do, then like, I want to be there for them. But right. Because of that, I'm booked out like four months at a time. So it's hard for me to like keep, you know, like it, it's, it's great because I don't have to ask people if I don't want to anymore. But right. also if a band will hit me up like two weeks before they want to release something, I'm like, well, I can get you mm. in and like, in may you yeah. know <laughs> yeah i mean well and that's the other thing too is like um as far as like you know keeping your finger on the pulse and like some some podcasts really put out the vibe as far as like we only want people that are a have either just put something out like just now or have a really big release coming up and or almost or uh, in some cases like have this amount of followers or like you know what i mean yeah like are are doing the thing as far as social media is concerned. Um, so I, I always try to keep that in mind. And like at this point, I'm like, you know, if if somebody doesn't want to have me on, I understand because like it's been a little bit since I've released um, like a full project and stuff with City Sun. Um, but you know, I don't know. I just like to talk and meet new people. <laughs> so yeah, like you know. I I'm fully aware that like this, this podcast is, is the type where, I mean, I know there's some people that listen to every episode and I appreciate it. Um, and I can only assume that that's because I'm such a great host, but like, um, (laughs) but like, I recognize that I think in large part, it's going to be like the, the listenership is going to rise and fall largely based on who's on. And like, you know, you, someone might not have heard of your band, so they won't listen to it. But people who do know you will listen to it. So I might get us the same amount of listeners every episode, but they're entirely right. different listeners. Yeah. So I think like the more I just do it, like over and over and over and over, like maybe every twenty episodes I get one person that wants to listen to every single one. You know what right. I mean? So it's just yeah, a long yeah, like, a, um, like fan retention almost. Yeah. 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 It's it's and, it is a long you're right, it's a long game and I like that can be said for a lot of I mean, majority of the music industry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You're just playing you seeds and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, you have those anomalies that, like, they it was like lightning in a bottle, and their album is just killer, and they just do really, really well, and you know, are almost touring out the gate. Um, but I feel like, you know, this is just going to be a made up statistic, but at least, or I guess, an assumption of a statistic, like ninety. 8% of the industry is like years of work. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And even, and, even the bands that do catch lightning in a bottle or whatever, a lot of times like that happens at, that's a bunch of time goes into it. Like if I get lucky, for instance, 
if I get lucky and I, I, I'm set up to where like I could be the type of thing that I'm about to describe, but like no one knows my band, but I've been making a record for like two and a half, three years. Yeah. So like it, it could, if it say like people, you know, I'm just using myself as an example, not saying it's likely to happen, but like if, if we drop this record and people are just like, Oh shit, you know, like yeah, what, what you said, like, it's just awesome. It does well. And then people are like, where do these guys come from? It's actually three years of work and like struggling and failing to have a band and like lineups falling apart. And then me yeah. deciding like, you know, I'm just going to do this myself. So it, it might look like, Oh wow, this is just like the first thing this band has done. But really it's like years and years and years of me trying to get something together and saying, fuck it, I'll do it myself. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, and that's like, I'm glad you said that. Cause like that is almost like, that's how I pick myself up on like days that I'm like, I don't even know if I want to like, should I be doing this right now? <laughs> right. You know, but I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm, I'm making the right choice to like, um, really take time and effort and, you know, really feel the, I, I guess like, um, the replay value, so to speak in my own head with material that is like is currently being worked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, do I want to listen to it six months down the line? You know, do or, or when I put it on in the card, am I still like, yes, this is great. Um, so yeah, you're right. It is like years. It's the behind the scenes stuff that like, you know, a lot of people don't see. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have you, how have you felt about like the shelf life of stuff that you put out and not like, like re-listenability for yourself because i feel like other people's music has way more re-listenability than my own just to me yeah. so i'm just curious like when you play shows like do you you know reach back because you've been playing music for a long time so like do you like reach back or do you like to play more of the new stuff more or? um i there are some that i will always reach back to because i think you know the yeah, there are some there are some that I will always reach back to, and then there were there are some that I've definitely I've cut out over the years. As far as um, it's just not how do I say you got it? your like, own greatest hits kind of in your head, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there and there are tracks where like I mean maybe I don't think I've ever played the first track off of our first EP ever live. Um, oh wow! Just because it's it was a questionable choice to put it on there as it was <laughs> like in the, at the time. Um, because it, you know, it like, it was starkly different, um, than anything else on the record. Um, and it was like, I don't know. Yeah. It, I felt like I grew a little bit more from it. I mean, that's the case with stuff that I don't play as far as like, ah, eh, this isn't really like who I am or like what I'm experiencing anymore. So, like I'm just not gonna play it, yeah. Um, and or and or maybe like it just wasn't um, feeling right. Um, you know, the past couple months of rehearsal, like I, like you can tell when the whole band kind of gets like uh, autopilot on a song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll catch my, if if I catch myself like getting autopilot on something, um, like nine times out of ten, I'll I'll leave it out for the next show and then throw it in at a different spot for the show after that <laughs> yeah you know well, sometimes like i would really like to be the type of band like i only have you know 
literally like an EP with like five songs and they're long. They're all like five minute songs. So yeah. it's like, I, I have like a short full length worth of material basically. But even that, like, I like to play them all different in different order every time I play. Oh, okay. we're playing like, yeah, it gets, it gets boring playing the same order every show. And like, yeah. I just, I like to fuck around too. Like I bring my computer up there and like, I have clips of like, I'll record different things that I hear on TV. Like for instance, like the twin peaks, intro yeah. song i i use that like when i play live one time like depending on how big the show is I'll, I'll make a new set of interludes and intros but like i played one show i played like the twin peaks song to to come on stage to and then like yeah. in between i played like the little jazzy interlude songs from twin peaks but they're all twin peaks <laughs> like oh dude <laughs> i love that i love like you know that theatricality like added yeah. into shows because you know a lot of the time you see it in really big touring bands, you know, like national acts. Um, and like, I love even bringing that down to like, you know, the DIY level, like who's to say we, we can't do that. I think so many people are just like, I don't know if we're, they think they don't, it's taboo or they don't want to stand out because it's like, it's, it's almost, I feel like could be viewed as like arrogant. Like if you think you're that you're, you're the shit, like who who does that? You know what I mean? Who do you think you are? Type thing, but right. I mean, we've I, definitely got that before. <laughs> but like for me, it's like I don't know. Are you, I feel like people that criticize that are just like afraid to do it themselves. Like that's maybe a hot take. I recognize that. That's pr- probably not always um, the case. But like I, I, I think, yeah, because we both do it. So <laughs> why yeah. not? But <laughs> I think like yeah. For one, when I go to play a, a show. I do think I'm the shit for one. I have to in my head, right? Like I, I have to like what I'm doing so much that I think these people should stop and listen, you know, yeah. like I feel that way. And so like, I want their attention. So I'm going to do some wacky shit to like, you know, or just not wacky, but I'm going to do some shit. That's a little different that, that kind right. of announces myself that says like, Hey, you know, like this, like I almost want them to think, Oh, they better be good if they're doing right. this. Yeah, you know? and that's a good way to approach playing live too, because it's like I always when you know when we were playing shows, um, I always like would create intros or interludes and stuff like that, you know, from scratch. Whether it's just like something in the same key of the first song we have loaded up there, um, you know, I'd create a little like intro production thing, or you know, we used. Um, uh, like wave sounds, we have this called or this song called "Surfs Down," and so I used wave sounds to like tran- you know, transition into that, and you know, just just things like that where it's like, okay, yeah, I want to do this because I have to almost prove to myself that I'm like worthy of being up here. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, and like absolutely. a little psychological trick as far as like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, then like I'm really gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it has to be like that for me. Like, otherwise I, I can't psych myself up. Like, like you said, and you know, I think too, like if you don't feel confident, one, it's not everybody's thing. So I, again, I want to step back and say, like, if you don't do some, if you just walk on stage and you just do banter in between songs and you just, that's, you're just, you do your vanilla thing. Like, one embrace that it is vanilla don't pretend it's not but also like (laughs) you can also be really good 
Like that doesn't make you like less, you know what I mean? Like that's just like one, this is, I'm just one guy talking, but I think for me, like, yeah, I, I definitely want, I'm very open. I want the attention when I'm up there. Like I'm doing this for that reason. Like, and I want, you know, the only reason I want the attention so bad is because I think what I'm doing is worth it. Like, and if you don't think that, what are you doing is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good, I guess, tangent point to like, to recording or writing a record. Like if, like if I don't have full confidence in the song or like the, the album or EP or whatever it is that I'm writing, um, I, you know, I, I really have to take a step back. I think I've, you know, subjectively gotten better at that as far as like, nah, this ain't it, you know, or like even, even being like, okay, I'll stop halfway or stop at this point and reevaluate. Um, because if I'm not writing or, you know, recording from a place of honesty, I feel like that's, um, almost, I guess contrived is the right word. feels like you're pandering a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't ever, cause I guess like people can pick up on that. Like when you're not writing honestly, or you're not, you know, if you're not stoked on yourself, people can tell. Yeah. And I think that yeah. shows in like, I mean, even like bigger people's records like you can tell sometimes like okay they just phoned this in (laughs) oh yeah that's that's honestly terrifying to think that like a band could get signed and now they're living their dream and the record companies or the industry can just suck the life right out of them and demand a demand a record in a short amount of time and then of course it sucks dude of course it sucks you're not it's more of a job at that point than it is a like dream you know or yeah and i'd like yeah you can can kind of see it in some people that i you know either just stop making music or that like you can just kind of read it as far as like you know they um they're not with it anymore like they don't want to do it anymore (laughs) right so it sucks but like you know that's why i think people are gravitating more toward DIY as far as like, Oh, well we don't have to sign this 360 deal, you know? Yeah. We can play for people that are, you know, at least, uh, like-minded to us and like want to have a good time at a house show or something, you know? And like, we don't have to deal with people botting our tickets or, (laughs) you know, Right. <laughs> kind of go through the machine, which I guess everybody at some point has to go through the machine. But like, yeah, I just, and I would, that would suck to be on like such a huge label that you have no like fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think like once you get out of the habit of doing it for yourself, I imagine it being hard to get back into it, you know? Yeah. Like, once you make a couple of records because you owe it to the label or something, like, yeah. How do you, I don't know. That just seems like it'd be really difficult to, uh, to get over. Yeah. I mean, it's even hard. Like, I guess more, more of it in my brain is like, um, I don't know if I could write lyrics for somebody else, you know? Oh yeah. Like that would be the hardest part as far as like, I guess not writing for myself is just like, even writing lyrics for somebody else that's not me, even though I'm writing them, 
that's difficult. So I can't imagine writing stuff that you don't feel just to like, you know, appease your contract, how that would feel. Yeah. That would, uh-huh. I mean, it made me think like there's definitely, <laughs> there's been arrangements like that sounds like health, but there's also yeah. been arrangements where like people are friends like Elton John, for instance, like yeah. Elton John had like a really close friend that they would always write songs together. And like the yeah. lyricist like actually took pleasure in watching it, you know, but then yeah. and, like Beach Boys was another one. Be- like Brian, mm. Brian Johnson didn't write a lot of his, his just lyrics at first or whatever. Yeah, he was writing all the like music. Like he was more of a composer. Yeah. I guess, that's how the dead were too. I mean, uh, Robert Hunter was writing majority of the, you know, lyrics for the group. I mean, with the occasional like uh, Bob Weir edition and, you know, Jerry. It, it, like, you know, they were a huge group of people <laughs> in one band. So, um, but yeah, it, there are, I guess when you're connected on that level. I find it be yeah probably yeah that's but. true that's true because like if you're if you're making fucking if you're writing lyrics for like gold records and shit like if yeah. the chances are if if you got the stuff to like write your own songs too you you could do it you could find someone to put it out for you right you know but and maybe you know maybe those are the people that don't like getting up in front of people though I guess if I'm thinking about it in like a different uh different headspace like you know maybe they're just like nah i'm not about the performance i want to you know continue to write and play and that's my passion but i don't want to get up and do the (laughs) the whole entertainment thing yeah no i hear you um before we wrap up though because i'm getting uh close i wanted to just give you a chance like the most recent stuff that you were writing like what uh just like thematically, like what is it about? Just like people listening, like kind of want to know like what your music is like about or what kind of like themes or if, if anything, you know, like I just yeah. like hearing about that. Um, I guess like, so sonically, um, I've always been a huge jam band fan. Um, like, you know, Grateful Dead, um, like Fish, Umphreys. You know the whole the whole yeah. whole genre. I've always been a huge um, jam band fan, so I think I stopped kind of denying putting that into my music. <laughs> um, so like I, a lot of stuff I'm working on right now is very like groove and jam based. Um, there probably won't be any like over eight minute songs on really or like releasing. <laughs> so don't fear that. Um, that's saved for all the live shows. Um, yeah, thematically, it's really been stuff like going on. I used to think that I couldn't write about like everyday life stuff, that I kind of had to have this macro view of like a theme, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I've kind of had to break out of that box a little bit, especially, you know, right now, it's like we're not doing as much as we used to in normal life. So, um, you know, it's. I've kind of had to be like, oh, no, it's okay to be like, I had a bad day driving or, you know, I hate sitting in traffic sort of deal. I don't know. Those are like terrible examples, but <laughs> um, yeah, like everyday life stuff. Um, the last record I like wrote and released was, so it was called Reflection and it was mainly songs about like reflecting and like growth and stuff like that. Um so I kind of got a lot of that off my chest with those songs. Um, but, you know, 
I feel like nobody's ever really done growing. So there's definitely some songs about that. Um, yeah. This, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm headed. There's some, there's a little bit more like some folky ish songs. I'm trying to think of like how to liken them or like who to liken them to. Um, do you know who Jason Isbell is? Um, no. So he's a, I guess I would classify, I don't know. He's, he, he has an, he has a Southern accent. So a lot of people call him country, but I would just call him like a singer songwriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but amazing by the way, but I guess there's some on there where it's like, he kind of inspired me to like, like we were talking about earlier, just pick up the acoustic guitar and like, it's okay for it to just be an acoustic guitar and a voice, you know? Um, yeah. So some, some stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess like, what do you call it? Psychedelic folk is what I've been describing. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, some groove and yeah, personal life stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm rambling. I'm just <laughs> no, dude. You're good. You're good. Um, I think it, it kind of. Get, I get the idea. I think people yeah. will get the idea. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's wrap for now. And then, like I said, if you ever got anything new that comes out hit me back up you know preferably like four months in advance if you know yeah definitely uh, but, can i give a little uh a little shout out to oh so yeah the, hatch, for sure. the hatchbacks the hatchbacks just released an album um two months actually january 1st of 2021 um we released that i uh so i engineer on the side so i do like mixing and producing and stuff um and so i played guitar on that and mixed it but yeah that just released it's like an 11 song album um, oh nice and that's like our it's like more punk um type band um so yeah if you want to check that out if the listeners want to check that out that just released yeah uh top of the year cool yeah cool yeah um <laughs> yeah dude so definitely hit that up people i always feel weird talking to the listeners when i'm not talking to the listeners yet you know what i mean it's yeah, like, I try not to future think about me. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like future me, dude, is gonna hear this at some point and be like, God, I was cool then too. No. Um super meta. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. Holy shit. Cause yeah, then I'll actually be thinking it and I'm hear myself saying that I'm thinking it. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, we gotta stop. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, just uh like I said, hit me up next time you want to be on here, dude. And, um, I'll let you know, like we're, we used to have a backlog of episodes, but now we're pretty much caught up. So yours might be coming out like next week. So. Oh shoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you know, um, one week or two weeks, most likely. Um, okay. Yeah. Dude. So yeah. Anyways, thanks for coming on dude. And, uh, tell more, tell more bands about it, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get Jim, um, from the hatchbacks to hit you up. Cause he's, He's a great dude, and I, he's just a riot. So I think, he, like, it'd be. It'd, I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> Sick, dude. But yeah, dude. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I mean, it's it's been fun. I can't believe like it's been like an hour and twenty already. I know like, it works though. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it does. That's how you know it's a good one. It's just like, oh, okay, it's time to wrap up now. Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, right, dude, dude. Well, let's uh, let's play a show soon when we can do that. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I'm down. (laughs) All right, man. You take it easy. I'll talk to you later. You too, man. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Peace. All right. Peace.
That's all she wrote, folks. Um, thanks for listening to Invite the Neighbors. Tell a friend, like I said. Follow us on Twitter, I, at ITN Pod, Instagram, uh, at Invite the Neighbors. We're on Facebook, too, but none of you are, and I don't really check it. Honestly, if you follow Instagram, then you know what's on our Facebook, because I just share the same shit. Um, but yeah, like I said before, at the beginning of the episode, we really want to try and grow this podcast so that we can be a bigger platform for the little bands that come on, and the big bands, too, and... Just overall, I want to grow the DIY into the, the modern music fans' consciousness. You know, I want more awareness for this scene. Um, that's my uh, that's my contribution, and you guys can help that out. Um, I can't do it without you guys. So thank you a lot for listening, and uh, I'll try to put another episode out this week just because I didn't do one last week. So, But I appreciate all the support, and you guys have a good one. <laughs>